With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview breakout sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we will hear from players as they prepare to take on Clemson in the college football playoff semifinals on December 28th. The group was part of the Buckeye contingent that spoke to collective reporters on Monday, December 16th. On yesterday's podcast, we heard from head coach Ryan Day, defensive end Zach Harrison, and offensive lineman Josh Myers. If you missed that, go back and listen to that. That's good stuff, too. Today, we will have interviews with redshirt sophomore cornerback Sean Wade, graduate transfer offensive lineman Jonah Jackson, sophomore tight end Jeremy Ruckert, and redshirt sophomore cornerback Seven Banks. Before we get to that audio, if you are finding this episode on our website, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique, varied perspectives that you will only hear from Land Grant Holy Land. So now that we've got that out of the way, here's cornerback Sean Wade. Sean, how are you feeling? I'm good. It looked like you were kind of having to gut it out there in the, the Big Ten Championship game. Just, I guess, how were you feeling that night? You had trouble getting off the field there late in the game, right? Yeah, I did a little bit. But I'm, I'm going to be straight. I'm good. I'm, I'm healthy, so I just got to prepare for Clemson for real. How tough was it to not play against Michigan? Um, that was probably one of the toughest things I ever went through, prepared like, my whole career for that game. So um, We passed that game, so... At the end of the day, we made the final four, so we just got to prepare for that. Was it explained to you as, yes, maybe you're close, but we need to make sure we have you for 
the games that are coming up more than when they need to do that day, or how, how did they? Oh um, no, I just wasn't one hundred percent. I really wasn't ready. So. Have you had to do more rehab, do anything differently as you get prepared for this next game? Uh, I've been doing it by myself, so that's just my. I just want to be one hundred percent. I just want to be there, be ready for the game. For real. when did you guys get the news that Jeff Halfley was going to be leaving? Um, when did I get? It? I got it late, late the day before. I guess media was like posting it, and he came and talked to us when he got back. So, what was that like? Kind of what was the reaction in the room when you guys heard that he was going to be leaving? I'm surprised, but happy. He's family at the end of the day, so um, understand he has his family. It's his that was his dream. So everybody has a dream at the end of the day. So you got to do what you got to do. Does that factor into the decision at all that you're going to have to make after this season, whether to go pro or whether to stay here for another year? Um, it will, but at the end of the day, I'm not focused on that right now. So. Sean, when you were coming up on signing day for this next class, mm-hmm. um, when you decided to be a Buckeye, you decided so early in that cycle. Can you take us back to then of, of what it was? And as you sit here now with how your career has developed, mm-hmm. um, what did you know? Why did you want to be a Buckeye? So uh, my high school coach, he brought me in a, in a room. He was like, I feel like this would be a great fit for you. And after looking at it, it was a great fit. Um, coach Combs was a great coach. They, he still is BIA as today. But um, really, they just always put DBs in the lead, and the, the schooling here is wonderful. So that was my main, my main thing. As we know how important that your class has is to this team right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like as you saw that class build, and as you saw guys like Chase and J.K. and Wyatt and Jeff and everybody else join this class? Um, really, in high school, I was focused on that, but I was mostly a think about basketball at the same time. I was doing a lot of basketball at the same time, so really, I didn't really know them guys mm-hmm. until I got here. Um, I met them at the opening, but I was, you know, I'm a quiet person, so I really wasn't talking to them like that, but when I got here, we got very close, and at the end of the day, I remember me and Jeff had a meeting, it's like, when we get to our junior year, like, we're going to lead this team to really where we're at right now. So. so when you think about that class that was number two in the country, and what, again, what you and Jeff talked about mm-hmm. and what you guys are doing, how do you feel like your class has maybe lived up to its potential um i still i feel i really feel like we still got more we got really potentially two more games um so we just got to keep on playing and we got more to give so but that's what you and jeff were talking about back Mm -hmm. then was this season what you guys could do yeah obviously you'd like to have continuity with position coach but are there benefits (coughs) to having learned from different defensive backs coach each year it has my whole life has been like that i've been played on several basketball teams several football teams and different coaches teach you you different things so at the end of the day the league is like that too they come and go so um you learn from different coaches learn different things different schemes different techniques um Everyone, everyone has their flaws, so you just learn from different coaches. For how, how beneficial is it that Matt Barnes has been in that room with you guys as well, and he can provide continuity going forward? Matt, Matt Barnes is a very smart football coach. Um, you see what he does on the special team side, but you really don't see what he de- does to the deep does in the DB room when he's in there. So when he's in there, he has taught us a lot of things that Coach Halfley has taught, but he has his own ways of teaching it. But Coach Barnes is a very, very real coach. What's what that balance been like between Coach Halfley and Coach Barnes was here in terms of how much each of them works with you guys? Uh, it's been a great balance. Coach, coach Barnes really been the cover safety coach, so he's been teaching me a lot. So um, just different things that he taught me. Coach Halfley teaches really everybody because he's a DB coach. But um, they both have taught me a lot of different things. So. What's your early read on uh, on Clemson offensively, et cetera? What, 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 what 
jumps out at you when you watch them on video? Um, those two tall receivers. Great receivers, great quarterback. The running back is very elite. Very, very, I think he's underrated in my opinion. People don't talk about him like they should. Um, Defensive-wise, they got a, the number nine dude. He's very fast. So you're going to sit in the backfield a lot. Um, very athletic crew. But um, at the end of the day, it's even on even. So you both got to prepare. Most most prepared team will win. So. Sean, do you, th- do you think it matters that a team has been there, has been in that situation, that kind of setting like they were last year? Mm-hmm. And those two receivers had huge plays in that Alabama game and their quarterback. How much, I don't know, how much of an advantage is that for them as you go into a game like this, having been there, so to speak? Um, or do you think there is? It probably it probably can be, but I don't really know. Um, at the end of the day, it's a new season. Yeah. New team, new players. Probably same coaches for them, new coaches for us. So it's even on even, like I said, new but, year. Yeah. But does it show they're willing to put the ball up if that's oh, what it takes? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, do you, you kind of look forward to that kind of challenge. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely do. Um, we talk about it probably mostly every day. Like, we can't wait for this game because they're going to actually put the ball up with great receivers. So. Sean, you've had sometimes the guys you face in the slot are those smaller guys. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like they'll put a guy in the slot who's a pretty big, big physical big, yeah. guy. Can you just describe for us what, what the different challenge is when maybe you're facing a smaller guy like a Hamler or a Rondale Moore versus what you mm, might face with Clemson? Just different receivers. You just got to watch their film, which I haven't really got in their film like that, watching him. But um, we got to watch their film and just understand what, what he does, what his routes are. Um, he actually is quick. I forgot his name, but he actually is quick. So... Um, He's just bigger than most most slot receivers. So. Is it exciting for you knowing that you get an opportunity to play against a couple of receivers that are that highly touted and kind of get a chance to prove yourself? Mm, yeah, all of us get a, get a chance to prove ourselves. Um, it's exciting. I feel like we play against uh, some top receivers in the Big Ten that are underrated in my opinion. But um, we it's exciting just to go to this um, Final Four and play against a great team for real. You and Jeff and Damon are talking about this. Yeah, we talk about you it. You want but, this. Yeah, we want it, but we don't we got to focus on now, right now. So. Sean, how confident are you that you'll be 100% or at least close enough to 100% for this game? I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. How much work with questions. you and, and, and Damon, obviously, experiencing some, some injuries late in the season, but the young, the second string has had to step up more. What have you seen from guys like Seven and Cam and Amir in the last three, four weeks? They can be great players here. Um, at the end of the day, they got great players in front of them, but they're young at the end of the day. They still got time to progress and get better. Um, seven and Cam is going to be some beast on the outside. Tyreek is going to be a beast on the outside. Then you got a mirror in the slot, but she's going to be a beast on the inside. So, um, and then you can't never forget about Proc. So, <laughs> Proc and Hook. People really sleep on Hook, so he's going to be a great, great player too. You don't know how long you'll still be in the class in this in Ohio State, but do you take some ownership in what the guys behind you turn out to be too? I mean, it's on them obviously mm-hmm. to, to develop, but is that sort of the legacy you and Jeff and Damon leave? Is it also connected to how good those guys are? Yeah, they, they they look up to us, so we have to show on the ropes at the end of the day. Um, they pay attention. They um, they always are locked in. We tell them every time, like like anything can happen to us. So you always got to be prepared. You got to come to come ready to practice and come ready for the game at the end of the day. Like Cam got threw in Big Ten, Seven got threw in um, Timo North game. So you got to be prepared at the end of the day. Did uh, did Coach Halfley, the first time you met him, did he strike you as a guy that was going to be a head coach someday? I mean, what was what was just your take on him immediately? Um, really, I just had to get to know him, fill him out. And then when I did fill him out, I noticed that he's a very, very, very smart coach. He definitely understands football, um, the ropes around football, the schemes from 
not even just from DB, from the D-line to the linebackers. Um, he uh, he told us he wanted to be a head coach, so yeah. we knew he was going to leave, leave eventually. But it happened sooner than later. So. In other words, he's very thorough. He, he understands the game mm-hmm. from the inside out and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, how often have you been around guys like that? Is it? You um, what I mean? is, is, does that set him apart a little bit? Just what, what's your take on that, Sean? I've been around guys like that probably my whole life since high school. Both of my coaches in high school played. One played for New England when they won. I forgot what year he played, but when they won, and then one played for Seattle, and they both went to Florida State in Florida. So they know football just like you know what I'm saying So they they taught me the ropes, and then I got here. Coach Cone taught me, then Coach Tabor, and Coach Halfley. So. He told you he wanted to be head coach. Did he volunteer that, or did that come up to? I mean, like because mm-hmm, everybody, everybody or? has a dream. We talked about it in the room, like, what is your dream? What is your dream? What is your dream? So we had it as like a, like he's like our father figure. So he just talked to it as what he wanted, and we told him what we wanted. So, what is your dream? Go to the league, um, play for a couple of years, give back to my community, and really just have a couple of kids, show them around the ropes, and probably work one time the rest of my life and have enough money just to live. For real. Great. John, All right. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Next, we hear from offensive lineman Jonah Jackson. How are we doing today? How are we doing? Wonderful. Cannot complain. Hair look good. <laughs> <laughs> so you, the game plan is going to be pretty much in the next three days. So you got the plan how to beat Clemson. I believe so. How do you do that? Um, just be able to execute, be efficient, run the ball, protect the quarterback, and score touchdowns. Anything said about it's a very short series, but Ohio State's ever beaten them. They've had a couple of you know, relatively recent losses. Any monkey there or anything about just that team? No, I mean, that's that's the past. We keep that in the past, and it's the present. And, you know, we're game planning to win. So that's all we're really worried about right now. Jordan, what's the challenge of defense that seems to bring a lot of exotic <coughs> pressures and never really sort of dictates where it's coming from? It seems like anything's on the table with them. Um, you know, just being able to identify it, pick up things on the fly, being able to predetermine what they're going to bring, you know, just studying up on film, studying up on their tendencies, and then being able to pick it up from there. How do you think that's gone for you guys this year, that identification and communication? Um, I'd say it's pretty, it's, it's going, going pretty well. You know, there's a couple mishaps there always will be, but for the most part, I felt like we've done a pretty pretty good job at that. Do they show true tendencies, though? Do they show stuff that you see it and you see it later, and they do the same thing? Do you get to watch tape like that? Yeah, yeah. we see, we see the... But they, sometimes they have, like, a weekly blitz, so right. we'll see something like a little wrinkle they'll add. But, you know, we'll be ready for whatever. We'll go to the sideline, get it adjusted, and go from there. Johnny, you know, uh, you've got to ask this question of a guy like you. What is it like sitting here right now compared to sitting where you were the last couple of years and stuff? I mean, how much of it – I mean, I guess how, how strange is it or how polar opposite is it? Or what, 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 are, what are your thoughts of – where you've gotten to, you know what I mean? Compared Honestly, to- if you told me I'd be here doing this right now, I'd probably laugh at you last year. But, uh, you know, it's just a blessing, man. And just have these guys, everybody here around me and being in this group and being a part of this culture and such a historical program is incredible. What did you get from your days uh, at, at Rutgers that, that helped you? You know what I mean? As far as when you look back on it, that uh, 
just being kind of able helped to you rise this year. Just being able to persevere, you know, through through the ups and downs, and um, just being grateful, you know, for for every opportunity given to me. And, yeah. You. Not becoming complacent with anything. What are the biggest differences between this program and that one? Um, you know, what, what what does Greg Schiano have in store for him? I mean, as he far has as rebuilding. He has a lot of talent. He has a lot of people there in the in the building that are are, are great people, and uh, it's just a matter of getting it done on Saturday. Honestly, just putting the ball in the end zone and stopping the other team from scoring. That's what it really comes down to. Jonah, you came here with a perspective of. Um, Having played somewhere else, how much were you aware that uh, you know Brian Day was going through all this stuff as a first-year coach? I mean, could you tell at times that he was running things for the first time, or just talk about what you saw in him? Honestly, no. He looked like a—he seems like a seasoned veteran in what he's doing. I mean, he was, was under one of the greatest coaches in college football all time. So, I mean, I haven't seen a an ounce of like new guy in him or nervousness at all he's he's very good even from the beginning even from the beginning and then from the day i met him at cap city diner (laughs) (laughs) which one uh is there more than one cap city (laughs) (laughs) i I guess the one near campus okay one more thing the original Um, yeah the original i'm not sure are you a grad student yes i am okay were you taking courses online uh no all my classes were Right after class, I mean, right after practice, seven to nine forty-five. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Were, were you aware that other players having online courses? Yeah, but the the program I'm in didn't, didn't have online courses, so that's why I couldn't take any. So. Okay. You wish you could have. I mean, I don't care. I mean, what, what? How did that? Were you able to fit that in with your football requirements? I mean, how tough was that? Um, it was pretty tough, but you know. Staying on top of things. I mean, being a grown man, it's it's as simple as that. You know, there's going to be some adversity in class and football, so being able to handle it. Hey, I was asking you a while ago about you know making that switch from from Rutgers to here, but is there a sense of like Christmas has kind of come early for you as a player <laughs> this year? I mean, just what what is that sense of what you're enjoying? I guess this year, um, Jonah. I'm enjoying a lot, man. And, and yeah, Christmas definitely came early, and um, hopefully we get a couple more presents. Yeah, in the future, so. And, you know, just just from a standpoint of being in a program, I'm not I'm not discounting at all Rutgers' effort and stuff like that. But being part of a winning program, what's different about it? I mean, what is what do you feel is just different about this place? Um, you know, coming back after a win on a Sunday, it's it's a good feeling, not a bad feeling, and you know, everybody's just the mood is is a lot more yeah. brighter. Don't have to be stirred. Yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. This is your first bowl game, right? Yes, sir. So like, is that wild? Like, this is your last year of college football. Like, you're just now playing in a bowl game, and it's possibly playing for national. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. But uh, you know, I'm grateful to at least have one in my time, and I'm excited for sure. So like, 18 years old, I come to you and I tell you, this is how your career is going to go. Your first bowl game isn't going to be to your last year, but you might be playing for national championships. Like, is that? Hey, uh, I probably would have been a little upset that it would be my first one being a young guy, but now realizing all the things that I've gone through and, and seen, him, it's incredible. I can't wait. I'm excited. Does it make, it, does it make you appreciate it more? I mean, how would you describe it? I mean, uh, It definitely makes it me, me appreciate it for sure, and especially the stage that it's on and, and the game that it's in. It's something that I, I wouldn't even have been able to believe if you would have told me that a couple years ago so you know we've talked to you before about but the way you've mixed in with these guys immediately and stuff and there was a good vibe in the room you know you were 
you know, six months or a year ago, probably somebody was thinking they're going to play left guard for Ohio State. You know what I mean? But uh, what, what, would, what was your approach to that, Jonah, as far as, like, making sure you mixed in with these guys immediately? You know, just, just earning my stripes, uh, getting around the guys outside of the, the facility and hanging out with them and, you know, just put my head down and go to work so they could see that I, I work. I'm not just about to yeah. talk and I'm about some action. So. Hey, Jonah, you and Justin both stepped in as transfers and made a huge impact. Does that say more about you and Justin, or does it say more about the program? Um, I'd say it says more about the program, just how, how welcoming they are into the brotherhood and, and and the people in here and how they help the transition of coming from another school to coming here and being around a whole different group of people is it's incredible. In what ways were you helped? Um, well, the academic staff, you know, they helped me out with, with figuring out my classes and then the, the, the players here, man, you know. Those guys are second to none, just great, great dudes, well-respected, good character individuals, and, and I'm appreciative of how they accept me into this. Jonah, uh, there's been a little bit of talk about the three interior guys on your offensive line the last few weeks, and a lot of that's sort of about the athleticism that you guys have and sort of the speed you guys can play with a lot of these zone runs and stuff like that. But when you first got in here, I guess it was in June, and you, you lined up next to Josh and Wyatt. What stood out to you about those guys in that regard? I don't know where you. I don't know if surprise is the right word, but just what was your first impression of, of the way those guys played? Um, I'd say probably both in their football IQ. You know, their ability to understand things, different concepts, and 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 what goes on in the game. Especially for being new starters, it was like, wow, all right, these guys are legit. They're going to be big timers. And then just seeing their ability to do stuff in drills, and then Josh's ripped up like no other he looks like a grown man bodybuilder so it's just like wow he's i'm excited to get get going with these dudes when you were looking at your options when you decided the grad transfer how much talk did you have with coach day and, and coach stud about the scheme and how did you think maybe you fit in with what seems like it's going pretty good like yeah play i mean for for a lot of my time we had a similar offense my first year we basically had the same exact offense they were running like uh, last year, and a lot of the calls were similar, so that was something that definitely took part in my decision, and the transition wasn't anything too hectic. What about skill set on those, on these, I don't know, it's a laboring point, but the, the zone runs where you guys get out in space and you're really moving, getting out yeah. and going out wide, just, did you know coming here that that would fit your skill set, or did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, because we, you know, I'd honestly say before I came here, my favorite play would be like outside zones and stretch, so once we were able to get that going here, I was, I was excited. What was that, your favorite? Just because it's... It's just you get running, get to show off your athleticism, get to the second level, bang up the first level, and, and keep going. Use momentum. Yeah, use <laughs> momentum. Hey, when, when, did, when did it strike you, uh, John, part of the year, did it strike you that y'all were a, not just an offensive line, but y'all were a special offensive line? I mean, when did you sense that y'all had something really good going? Well, I sensed I sense that the, the, probably the first week of practice, you know, the, these guys are – legitimate players and going against the defensive line that we have and the defense we have and their ability to handle them and, yeah. and, and go to work, it was like, wow, all right, we can, we can really get things rolling here. But that goes against the old you know, the old thing is you used to think uh, offensive line had to play together for a year or two for they really got to yeah. feel for each other. But that you – know, well, if, if, you, if you have a good group of guys that believe in each other, that trust in each other and, and, and are able to, you know, just be able to execute everything efficiently – it don't matter how long you've been together for. Yeah. It's just a matter of putting it together on Saturday. Jonah, I'm not looking to start a controversy or anything, but who had a better Heisman look, Justin or Chase? Um, I don't know. They both look really good. I can't really 
pick between the other because, you know, Justin was putting things in the end zone and Chase was putting people on their back. So, I mean, I think they were pretty equal. You mentioned early Christmas. It's a weird part of this whole setup is that you guys are going to be away for Christmas. So you have kind of these few days before it. So how did you go about planning it? What's your schedule like to get home, to get back, to actually celebrate? Like, how does all that work with your family? Um, I mean, I'm a big boy now, so, like, I don't need to wake up and sit on my stair and take Christmas pictures, open my stocking anymore. I mean, it'd be awesome, too, but, you know, they're, they're going to be out in Arizona, and they'll, they'll celebrate it with me out there and then probably before I head out. So. I forgot to ask you, uh, Last what graduate degree were you pursuing? Uh, it was in sports coaching. Sports coaching. Are you still, have you finished that? Or are you still no, I haven't finished I only have one semester done, but okay. I think I have, like, Did another you have year. two courses? This no, I, have, I had three. You had three, yep. this, three graduate courses this semester? Yep. Just one more quick. Just one more quick one. Um, has anybody popped on Clemson film that you watched? Like anybody? I know you guys have just kind of started watching, but what's? Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're the defending national champs. So there's a lot of guys on that team. That the defensive front, you know, they they got a lot of dudes that are twitched up, and then their their linebacker unit, they're downhill. They're they're efficient when they're blitzing, and then their secondary is is really good. So. Excited they, to get after. They lost through the defensive linemen like to the NFL draft, like all first round picks. Are they? Did you do you watch them? How do you sense them? They are compared to last year. Um, I'd say they're pretty good. Actually, really good. The drop off. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see when we play them. Joni, you have former teammates hitting you up to gather intel on what it's like to play for Greg Schiano. Um, I know you didn't play for him, but you're around a lot of guys who, who did. No, not really. I mean, I, I haven't really been hit up by anybody else. They just said he, he seems like a great dude, and we're excited to get playing for him. Thanks, Jeremy. Of course, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about their play. No, no, no. Uh, I thought they both looked pretty good there, too. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now we turn to tight end Jeremy Ruckert. And three touchdowns in the opener. You're probably thinking, like, okay, this is going to be a huge year touchdown-wise. And you don't get another one until late in the season. But you, you did it in style. Were you thinking there for a while, like, it's another touchdown going to come after getting those, those three in the opener? Uh, it was only two in the opener. Or, excuse me, two in the opener, <laughs> and then, yeah. So it was, uh, I mean, I wasn't really thinking about that. This whole year we've been trying to just think about the, the team goals and, and about how good our unit's doing and our team's doing and, I really was. It's cool to get in the end zone. Everybody sees it, but all the other stuff we do is it just means so much more to our team and, and our program. And, and I think we take so much pride in that that I, was, I really wasn't thinking about that. 
said something earlier this year. I asked you about, you know, you were passing tight end coming here at this school. Obviously, he doesn't produce those kind of players very often. And you talked about how you needed the other parts of your game to become well-rounded, and that's big reason you came here. Um, I thought that was quite mature and, you know, for a young player especially. Uh, first of all, where did that kind of attitude come from? Um, I think I just wanted to come to a place that would have maximized me in all three three uh, levels of being a football player is, one, is on the field, off the field, and and after football, and I think this is the best place to do that because uh, I knew if I came here, I wouldn't be able to get on the field unless I learned how to pass, protect, and, and run block, and I think learning how to do those two things the last the last year and a half, it, it's been it's been crucial in, in developing me as a player, and then just all the other stuff with academics and, and, and life after football here, I think it was just, there was no question of, of to come here and, and develop as a human being, not just a football player. Because there are a lot of people who would say, okay, this is my strength, I'm going to go to a place where I'm going to play to my strength, and not necessarily work on my weakness. Um, you obviously had kind of the opposite. I mean... The goal is obviously to, to make it to the next level, and and if you're a one-dimensional one-dimensional player, there's only so many things you can do, and and with all the cuts they have and the short ro- the small rosters they have, that I think that coming to a place like this, getting developed as a complete tight end, was was the best option for that. When you look at the pass protection and the blocking that you're talking about, just how dramatic has the uh, improvement been in your estimation? Uh, I think it's been a pretty big improvement. Uh, I came in not really knowing what to do and how to do it, and and really getting into the, what the coaches were teaching me and, and how to get the mindset of, of attacking people and not sitting back and let them attack you. I think that was the biggest thing is just learn how to play physical and, and the mindset that it takes, and I think it's, it's been a pretty big jump from last year. What kind of example has Luke set for you there? Uh, he's just another player that's kind of grown throughout the program, and he came in and he's always told me stories about his freshman year and, and how tough it was and, and how he really had to work for everything that he's getting. and. I respect that, and I respect the player he's become, and, and I'm just trying to follow his lead and, and see how to get better because he's really, like, our, our whole unit is just good at, at playing physical, playing tough, and, and playing hard, and I just try and follow the lead. What's kind of, I mean, to have four tight ends who really do play all the time, it's pretty unique. I can't think of any other team that's done that and done it kind of as harmoniously and effectively as you guys have. What's been the secret? Uh, I think it's just the whole offseason that we put in together is – we, we knew our unit was going to be special with everybody coming back and, and how hard we worked. We, we won, like I said, we won best unit in the winter as far as workouts and, and showing up to everything. And we knew that we were going to be a, one of the older units and we, they were going to rely on us to be to set an example. And I think just we feed off each other's successes and we try and fix each other's weaknesses as a, as a unit and not as individuals. So I think coming in that we knew everybody was going to play and, and when you get your shot, you got to go out there and, and, and make your play and, and make your block or whatever, whatever the case may be. The Outside matchup with Clemson. Rashad. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Outside of Rashad, you guys are also coming back next year. Like, where's the ceiling for for that group, and where do you see the biggest still need for improvement? Um, I think, like you said, there's always a need for improvement, and it's all on film, so we just have to watch that and, and, and get to know it. But I think that with everybody coming back except for Rashad, we're we're all really excited and and uh, we're ready to go for next year, and just want to finish off this year real real high and and keep gaining experience because that's what was helped us this year is getting experience last year and, and all throughout the offseason. So this year was, was great for us three to get experience of what it takes to, to play at the highest level. This is my first time in the playoffs, so I, I think this is going to be a great a great year for me to keep improving and, and getting better. Clemson's defense, what stands out about them, just how much film have you watched and just kind of what stands out about them so far? That they do uh, almost everything. They play they play hard, they play tough, and, and they really know their scheme really well. So you got to really get to know everything that they do and 
and sometimes that can be a, a negative when when they do so much that you're planning for everything, and then that'll catch you slipping on something little. So we really gotta just plan on on uh, preparing, watching so much, watching a lot of film, and, and getting ready to play them because they're a unique defense and and they play really hard and tough, and we're excited. You guys went through ten games without really being tested in the last three. Obviously, were Clemson hasn't been at all. How much did that benefit you the last three games of having to really reach deep? Uh, I think it helps because just to be put in that situation, it, it kind of helps seeing where where we're gonna, what we need to do if we're behind and, and how it works. But uh, they're a really tough team and, and they've won like 28 games in a row. So I think that they, they understand what it takes to, to win those games, those big games. They were obviously there last year. So I don't know if it's. A, I think it's definitely helping us out that we had some tough games this year. But they all know they all know what's what's going to happen and, and how it's going to be. So. I think that it's going to be a pretty good matchup. As you watch a team like that on tape that hasn't had a, a real punch-in-the-mouth type game, is it harder to gauge who they are? Or are you watching just players and seeing what you know, knowing what type of athletes they have? Or is there something that can be gained or, or is it harder to know because you haven't seen them be tested? Um, I guess you could say it's hard to see what it would be like if they are tested, but... We really just watch scheme and, and the players that we're going up against, and, and they're all really talented guys, and, and they always play hard and, and tough and run their defense really well. So I think that the biggest thing that we're going to do is just try and play our game and, and see how it works out. But as far as us being us seeing if they're, if they're going to be able to be tested, I think that's just it's a big game. It's it's a it's a semifinal, so we know they're going to come ready to play, and and there's going to be no surprise there. Knowing that they're going to bring a lot of multiple looks on defense and stuff like that. As you think about Justin Fields from the day he walked in here last January to now, what type of growth have you seen out of him as a as a guy who reads defenses, as a passer, as, as a tight end, you're playing in the middle of the field most of the time, and if a quarterback's not elevating himself, you guys aren't usually being targeted, right? Um, I think that he's just, ever since he came in, he's always been good at IDing the defense and, and seeing what they're in, and, and Coach Day's really, and Coach Hearses have been on him for that, and he's really good in the meeting room, really getting everything right, and... I think he's definitely grown as a player, and, and he's re- he does a really good job of taking care of the football and not forcing it into, into bad coverages based off of his reads. And I think that's something that he's really grown in and, and stayed strong with. So I think that we know when he throws us the ball, it's going to be it's going to be a good. It's not going to be in a bad coverage or anything. He doesn't force anything. So I think that that helps the receivers and it helps him just continue to take care of the football. Back to that one-handed catch. How many times have you relived it, watching it on social media or film since uh, um, last week? I would say the like right after the game, I kind of they kind of blew up a little bit, so I saw it a lot. But since then, I haven't really watched it. Sometimes it'll pop up on my feed or something, and I'll just see it. But I haven't really gone on my way to watch it. I thought it was it was a cool moment, but just just a game that we we won, and now we have to go on to the next one. That's that, one of the still grabs. The still photos make it look even better. Have you seen some yeah, of those? Yeah. I've, I've Is that why you tried to catch the other one with one hand at the other <laughs> I, It was a it was kind of a botched play, and it was kind of a rush. So I thought I could only get the one, but after watching, I probably could have like reached out and grabbed it, but two. You practice one-handed catches? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, just in case they come up? In case they come up, we always want to be prepared. He grew up watching Odell. He's uh, in New York. He was in New York for a while when I was there, so he was the talk of the town. So, yeah, Ever had a bigger bigger one-handed catch than that? I mean, not a bigger one, but many one-handed catches. Before. Yeah, I had, like, I had like three or four in high school. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. Appreciate it. it. Yep. And finally, it's time for cornerback Seven Banks. Seven Banks. 
You know, uh, this is not the first time that uh, this has happened. And, um, you know, uh, he just has a better opportunity for him and his family. And, and you know, people just got to understand that. And I understand that, too. So, uh, how, how did he break the news to you guys? Uh, he just told us uh, uh, in a meeting, um, you know, he just broke it down to us. And, you know, he's not happy about it. But, like I said, it's a better opportunity for him. What's this been like for you? I mean, ever since you've been here, it's mm-hmm. been one year after another, and even a guy who recruited you didn't coach you. How tough has that been for you to have to adjust to that? Um, I mean, uh, it's pretty tough. Um, you just got to just adapt to your environment, right? And it's going to happen, you know. You just got to understand that. Is it, is it a thought you, now you've got to impress somebody else? Mm-hmm. Seven? I mean, what, what, what are the, what, what's kind of the thought there, you know what I mean, of going through so many guys? Same thing. Uh, I think just for me, you just can't keep complacent. You know, just keep working, you know. And that's just in your whole life, honestly. You just got to keep working. What's the benefit, though, of having, being able to tap the brains of, of some guys like that, though? You know what I mean? Succession oh, for a, oh, that's a lot. For, it's, for a defensive back. It's a, um, a lot of good stuff coming out of just learning from him and, and just uh, soaking it all in, honestly. Uh, especially him coming from the NFL and coming here and, and, and then him, him teaching the things that, you know, we know now it's going to help us in the long run. Yeah. What, what, kind of, what kind of head coach do you think he'll be? I mean, uh, he seems with us. Head coach, how's he going to be a great coach? Yeah. Wherever he goes, you know, whatever he do, he's going to be good. Are there some benefits to having different coaches and being able to learn from different people different things that they might teach you? Yeah, um, I think everybody, I mean, it's not the same, so you can get a little bit from here and there from everybody. How beneficial is it that you've also been coached by Matt Barnes this year, that he'll still be around? Um, just having a familiar face um, and that uh, it's not going to leave or anything, whatever, um, it's good too. What, the defense, Brian Day, says the defense won't be changing. How much does that help as well? Uh, yeah, that helps a lot, just knowing we already uh, know what's to come and um, just playing the defense that you know we've been doing great in. What has he told you about who who will be replacing you? I know he said he'll go get the best coach in the country. Yeah, uh, we don't know yet. You know, I'm not sure, but whoever it is, going to be going to be the best. How close were you two guys personally? Were you pretty were you pretty close? Yeah, we were pretty close. Um, you know, um, he's a family guy. You know, he cares a lot about each and one of each everybody um, on the team, and um, we're going to miss him. What made him special? I mean, the defense, it's been well documented last year to this year. He's He gets a big lot of credit for the change that's happened. Yeah. What If you had to kind of pinpoint what makes him special as a coach? Um, he's, uh, he's very smart. He knows, like I said, him coming from the NFL and him learning from, I guess, there and then bringing it here. Um, what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah. Obviously, he's sticking around to coach you guys through the playoff. Mm-hmm. What's the communication been like just the last few days in terms of, you know, him continuing to work with you guys while he's at Boston College this morning? Um, I don't feel like anything has changed. Um, he's still him. You know, we still working hard and then soaking everything up. How much, how much of a role has Matt Barnes played with you guys kind of how's that what's that balance been like this year in terms of coach Halfley coaching you guys and coach Barnes coaching you guys um 
they always have their input on uh, anything that we're doing or that we're learning. And like I said, everybody is different, so we get an input from each one, so it's good. Seven, you're playing a lot this year, and, and you're probably setting yourself up for a future starting role, I would think, in future seasons. Just speak about your role this year and, and maybe your, your plans for future seasons. Um, um, I, have a, uh, I have a good future ahead of myself, and um, like I said, I'm just keep soaking everything in, uh, just worry about the moment right now, you know, and um, just keep working, honestly. Just do what I do. How much film have you guys watched so far in Clemson offense? Uh, you know, we... We got, we got something good going on. Mm, what do you, yeah. What's your early thoughts? I know you can't give away any secrets. Just in general, what are your early thoughts? Like, what stands out about their offense the most? Um, you know, uh, they're they're a good team. You know, Clemson, one of maybe uh, the hardest teams we probably placed, I mean, faced, and uh, you know, they they are, they're well around. They're good. Is it exciting getting to go up against a team like that? That's- Got a couple highly touted receivers and kind of getting to prove yourself against those guys. Yeah, very. Uh, a lot of people don't think, you know, that we gonna do whatever. But I mean, we just got to show the world. Seven. How much has that was just for yourself? Maybe mm-hmm. you get a sense the whole kind of second unit from among the DBs has this confidence really grown over the last maybe three or four games. Yeah, of course. Uh, we always knew we can do it. We just had to show it. Do you guys feel like you have an underdog mentality going into this game? Yeah, always. Always. Every game we come in, and we. We we looking to work. Do the older guys talk to you about what happened in 2016 and about how you make sure that doesn't happen again? Nah, nah, we not really focused on the past. I haven't really asked, so they haven't really brought it up. So those two those two big time wideouts that uh, Clemson's got though. I mean, what stands out about them if you watch them on video? They they like to take advantage, I think, of their height too, right? Or mm-hmm. sometimes mismatches they've been in. This year and last year in the championship game against Alabama, but just what stands out about those guys? Uh, you know they're they're different than uh, what we faced this year, and uh, you know we just gonna bring to the table what we do uh, when we play in our games. Yeah. How would you describe one last watched, question? Seven. When, when you've watched uh, Trevor Lawrence on tape, uh, what stands out about him? Is he is he willing to take a shot? I mean, is he? I mean, how would you how would you describe him from a from a quarterback play standpoint? Uh. I feel like he uh, he's uh, very smart, you know, make quick decisions. But you know, we gotta, um, you know, so we just gotta do our thing. Great, seven. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks seven. seven.